0: What's going on, ladies and gentlemen. This is Eric Divendorf, your host of the Scores Table podcast, and tonight we have two very special guests: one Hall of Famer and one budding superstar in college basketball. None other than Coach Jim Bayheim and Syracuse guard Buddy Bayheim. Appreciate you guys coming on.
1: Good to be here. Yeah,
0: Thanksy. I know you guys are exhausted right now.
1: <laughs> well, you're around a lot. You're kind of just hanging out, and getting your weights in, getting practice in, and yeah, doing a bunch of interviews, but it's better than being home. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: How, how's the bubble life treating you? It's been good. I mean, it's it's a
2: lot of just working out, downtime. Um, I mean, it's cool being here. It feels like an AU tournament. You walk, you you walk by and you see, you know, Craig or Gonzaga and those guys and guys you watch the whole season. So it's really cool uh, being around all the other teams and. Uh, just, you know, good to get. We've been able to get some extra work in, so extra shooting, extra weights, and just trying to stay focused, watching film, whatever it is, and just keep my mental right going into the, these next couple games.
0: Absolutely. So, Coach, I want to start with you. I just kind of want you to take take the coach's hat off for a second and, and kind of uh, play the dad role for me. How special has it been to you, um, you know, just with everything going on, what Buddy's doing, how he's playing, well, um, you know how, how does he explain how special is it you to to see this and you know your son playing so well
1: well you want your kids to do well you know I mean my daughter Sissy played and won three state championships that was great Jimmy's had a great career at Cornell and you know now Buddy obviously playing great basketball it's great to see that as a father I mean I, I need it as a coach but as a father it's uh, it's great to see him he's worked so hard uh, you know you've been a part of that GMAC been a part of that how hard that he's worked he he never misses a day he's lifting or playing every day he, he never has like well i don't feel good today you know it's he's he's done it every day and uh that's rare and it's he deserves this success
0: I'm seeing I'm seeing all these old photos, uh, you know, old gold games where Buddy was on the court when he's like three and four with the Syracuse jersey on. Um, you know, old picks of the national championship with your mom and Jimmy and Sissy. But what does it mean to you, you know, going through all those times growing up, seeing all these great players, all these great moments, you know, seeing your dad involved with it and obviously, you know, your Syracuse through and through. But when you finally put that jersey on, I mean, is this like is this something that you guys talked about growing up that, you know, this, this would be happening?
2: Uh, we never really talked about it. I mean, for me personally, growing up, I was just so thankful to be a part of it. I think I was just so excited to be there and, you know, having guys like you and uh, just some of my favorite guys, Wes Johnson, Tyler Ennis, Dion yes. being a part to, being able to just being on the team bus, being able to be in the locker room after games. Like I never think I imagined myself being one of those guys as a was so happy to be there and looked up to them and, you know, t- to be in the same conversation, even conversation as you guys and having you guys support me now. I think that's one of the biggest things for me. That means, uh means it all means so much to me, just wearing this uniform and the great players that have come before me. And then you factor in uh, playing for my dad, playing for three assistant coaches that are like big brothers to me and uh, representing this community uh, means everything to me. So, I think just the player perspective, and um, from a kid looking up to you guys, and now I'm, I'm one of those guys. is is one of the coolest things for me.
0: Coach, when when did you really know, you know, all right, buddy's ready to go. He, he he's really ready to make an impact and, and play here.
1: Well, I mean, first of all, as far as coming here, and you know, after his junior year, he had a great summer. I uh, thought that he was good enough and would at least be able to come in here and contribute. His Freshman year, he he slow start, but then he really contributed after about, once we got in the league, he won us three or four league games that we wouldn't have won and got to the tournament, uh, you know, really improved a lot. But then his sophomore year, uh, he got better putting the ball on the floor and, and uh, getting in the lane, making shots in the lane, uh, really, I thought, made a, a really a big jump. And then this year, he's made a, a bigger jump. I mean, I think COVID knocked him back a little bit. That hurt him, uh, hurt his development a little bit. But now, you know, since he's been through that, he's gotten stronger. And just, you know, he's just gotten better with the ball. And uh, making plays and making shots. He's not just a shooter. Uh, he can get his own shot and, uh, and make plays. And uh, he works so hard at it. I think he's still got a lot of improvement that he can do. He still will get a lot better. But he's certainly uh, one of the good players in this in college basketball right now.
0: Absolutely. So you know during the season, um, you know after the games, I, I want to know. Bring me into those conversations after the games, especially a loss. Like uh, you know, what's that like, buddy? Yeah, go ahead, go first.
2: <laughs> and after a loss, it's it, the good thing about him, and I think that I always appreciate about him is no matter what happens, if I go over ten or have 30 points, he's always texting me at night, like, keep your head up. I love you. Um, just keep working hard. And that's always meant the most to me because it shows that he's, he's going to rock with me no matter what. And he doesn't care what I do out there as a father. He loves me. And uh, the coaching part will come the next day in practice. So get on me if I make a mistake I made in the game the night before. But uh, once the game ends, it's really father, son. And that's always meant a lot to me because I know that uh, if I have a bad game, I can come home that night and we can talk about it or talk about what we're feeling we need to make adjustments. And uh, that's just been great for me because he's always been there for me.
1: Well, the the thing with Buddy, that he he just cares about the losing. He just doesn't want to lose. And uh, it, 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 he's one of those – I mean, everybody wants to play well, but it, even if he plays well, if he doesn't win, he's not happy. He wants us to win. He's always wanted Syracuse to win. And if, if we didn't, he was upset and he's – hasn't changed. He, you know, he, he cares about, uh, us winning, but he stepped up his game, you know, starting right at the end. I mean, a, l- a little bit all year, but then really, uh, uh, the North Carolina game when he made all the threes and got us in position to beat them, they're a tough team for us to beat, uh, and played well again. And then in the tournament, uh, was just great in, in both ACC tournament games and the both, both the games here. So he stepped it up to another level and, uh, Uh, everybody's kind of followed along. So everybody's playing at a higher level. And I think certainly he helps that uh, when he's playing well, I think it picks everybody up. But again, it's a, this is a crazy tournament. You just get ready to play and you go out there. And if you play well, you can beat anybody. And uh, if you don't, they can beat you. So uh, it's great to be here. It's great to be playing in this tournament
3: and to have an opportunity. Before we continue that interview, I have to let you guys know that it's that time of year again. We waited two years for this moment, and it's finally here. March's biggest tournament is back. Gonzaga's getting ready to run the table. Slippers are being fit as we speak. And our partners at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, are putting our lit- listeners at the center of the action. How? If you bet $4 on an underdog in a select game this week, And that underdog wins, you win $256. That's right, $256. Here's how it works. Download the app now and use the promo code FIELD68 when you sign up. Scroll through the list of select underdogs, bet $4 on them to win, and cash $256 when they do. There's no better way for you to put your college hoops knowledge to use than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's safe. It's secure. It's reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So remember, the code is FIELD68. That's FIELD68 to turn $4 into $256. For a limited time only, must be 21 years or older. Restrictions apply. Go to DraftKings.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. It's a lot of teams now that, you
0: know, that I've been seeing mid majors that probably aren't getting the national recognition during the year. So a lot of teams don't see them. And a lot of players like the Abrams kid from yeah. Oral Roberts, a lot of people may not know about them, but when they get on this stage, you know, and they shine, you know, they're, they're a problem, right? I mean, it's, it's oh, yeah, especially it's, this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, Oregon State or Roberts, you know, Loyola these teams are really, really good teams. They're really good. And it doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter where you were, you know, we've got a good team that, it doesn't matter where you were a month ago or two months ago. All that matters is you're here, and if you can get it together and play well here, uh, anything can happen. That that's what makes this tournament uh, so special.
0: So during the years coaching, this is for you. Uh, have you changed your like coaching style towards Buddy? Is it because I know it's you know with that father son dynamic? Is it different for you, or is it a different approach towards him no. than others?
1: No, I mean I want him to do well. I think about that in the back of my head, but we're we're trying to. Yeah. Move. Be good, you know, whether it was you or Jerry or whoever, we try to get him in the position where he can uh, have success. And and we do that with all of our players. We're, we try to get different guys in different situations that are going to be good for them. Um, and, and that goes on constantly throughout the game. You're looking for, you know, where you got an opportunity, uh, where there's a mismatch, where there's a, a, a place where you think you have an advantage and uh, that it, when I'm coaching, I'm just coaching the five guys from Syracuse. I'm not worrying about you know who who I'm related to out there. I, I just have yeah. to coach the team and uh, try to get to the uh, to get to where we need to be to to win the game. And after the game, it goes back to the father's thing.
0: But Bud, what do you think? <clears throat> is it is it playing for playing for your dad? Is it sometimes going to be tough, or how is it for you?
2: Yeah, I mean it's obviously it's it can be tough sometimes just because you know if you play bad people are gonna be in your ear and stuff. You gotta block that out. But I think one of the best things for me is uh he obviously coaches me like every other player, but he knows me better than any other player. He's coached. He knows that I need confidence sometimes. So if I'm missing shots, he'll just say keep shooting and that's all I need to hear to to keep going. Cause in the past maybe sometimes my coaches wouldn't wouldn't say anything or take me out and I know he believes in me and he, he lets his shooters go and he knows that any any one of us can get going in a, in a minute and when, when I'm struggling I know he still wants me to keep shooting and believes in me and that's one of the biggest things for me having him as a coach is he knows me so well.
1: You never try to hold back a shooter. Shooters have to have the freedom to go. Offensive players have, they have to have the freedom to go and feel that they don't have to look over and worry about what they're doing and uh, you know that's the way I've always coached whether it's with Buddy, or you, or whoever—I mean, the, you know—offensive players have to have that opportunity to go play, and you know, guys that aren't that good offensively, then they have to think about doing something. <laughs> yeah, else. Uh, you know, we, we're trying to get the ball to our the guys that can score, and you know, we we've done that so far, and uh, hopefully, we can continue to do that in this tournament moving forward. And I,
0: and I say that to everyone we, we have on the podcast, like Coach, really, let, if if you can do it. He's gonna let you do it. He's not he gonna let you make mistakes, he's gonna let you play through it. And in a funny story, I remember really this is when I was like, oh, okay, yeah, he he's really gonna let me go ahead. Providence, I don't know if you remember, I think uh Andy was hurt. We end up losing. It was like 197. But before the game, you came up to me and Johnny and you were like, I need I need you to score 25, I need you to score 30. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like, just like basically go out there and play. And but that, yeah. gives, that gives a player all the confidence in the world. Like when a coach tells you to do that, I mean, for me, I'm like, oh, say no more.
1: <laughs> and every game's different. Sometimes you have to go here or there, different, different, take a different approach as to who's going to get the ball. But um, at the end of the day, you try to get the ball to your scores and and, uh, uh, and then uh, get back and play good defense. That's really the key to winning games any anytime, and especially in this tournament.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we'll talk about the season a little bit. I mean, a lot of ups and downs with COVID, all the distractions, you know, buddy and Joe, uh, you know, sitting out all the pauses. What's one thing in coach you can answer it first that you really learned about this team, you know, from the beginning of the season until now?
1: Well, you know what this team did when we had to win games, Bryant, Northeastern and Buffalo, we were in trouble in all three of those games. We were, really were were the favorite to lose two of the three games all the way to the last, you know, minute or so. Uh, And this team just, they found a way they dug out down and they, they won those games, which at least gave us a chance later. If we'd have lost any one of those games, we wouldn't have made the tournament. That's how critical it would have been. And then when we got into the season and we lost a couple, we came home, we had to beat Miami. We had to beat Virginia tech. And, they were both playing pretty well then and uh, we won both those games going away and then we got a good road win down at nc state and, and they we'd trouble with them beat them twice and then we had to come home we had to beat north carolina and clemson there's no other way around it if we didn't get yeah. those two games we're not going to the tournament you know unless we want the acc tournament but that could have put us in position Beating NC State again was good, and then you know playing Virginia so well—that was, I think, what got us in those two things. But you know, it was a—it was a great—it was an up and down roller coaster season. But at the end of the day, you could have won 27 games in the regular season, and you yeah. Still, you still might not be here in the Sweet 16. So there's teams that won, you know, went 20, 22 and four, and 23 and five that aren't here. So I mean it's what you do now that matters i mean you always want to have a good regular season but if you're in the tournament you can win in the tournament that's all, that's all that matters that's all
0: A that yeah, 100% buddy this is this is for you i mean in the beginning of the season you went through a lot you talked about you know getting covid having to sit out what have you re- really learned about yourself you know from now to then and even in the beginning of the season when people were saying you were struggling you're still averaging 14, 15 points, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like a, a, a college basketball player averaging 14, 50 points at this level. That's, that's pretty damn good right there. So right. What, what have you learned about yourself, you know, going through all that and then being in this position where you're at now?
2: Uh, I think the biggest thing with my year this year has just been a change in mindset and my mental strength has just gotten so much stronger. I think this year it was challenging for me. I mean, I played one game, played well. And the next thing you know, I have to watch, three games from home, uh, watch us play at Rutgers. And that was tough for me and play three more games. I'm out again with COVID. And then I think, you know, I struggled a little, obviously. I think I got to a point where I just said, all right, I'm just going to go out there and play. I don't, I'm not going to think about anything. If I miss shots, that's okay. And I think this is the first real season where if I started off 0 for 3, 0 for 4, I didn't, I didn't think about it. the next shot. I'm, I'm going to be aggressive and, and do the same things. And I think just mentally, I'm way more focused. I'm thinking about all my reps and workouts, everything, and just taking it to another level and realize that uh, I can get even better if I just keep that same focus every day and uh, just mentally always always staying strong and confident no matter what happens. And I think being vocal is one of the biggest things is, is trying to be a leader out there for this team and talking on defense, uh, encouraging guys, whatever it is. And I think that I've really taking that role on in the second half of the season. And it just helps, I think, the team in general, just trying to lift them up, talking on defense, whatever it is. And, and I think uh, I've really grown as a, as a person, not just as a player, and in terms of mentally and being a leader for, for these guys.
0: And, and, and you saw it last game versus West Virginia. You're one for six in the first half, three points. Then, mm-hmm. you, you know, you shake that off, come out in the second half and have 23 points. That says a lot, man, on that type of stage to be able to, you know, shake off that first half and then get 23 points. That's 100 percent. I think your confidence right now uh, is at another level. And I want to piggyback off that just and this is for both of you guys. Coach, you can go first. Talk about Buddy's, you know, his development throughout the years. Came in as a freshman, just known as a shooter. Uh, Now as a junior, he's an all around player making plays, putting it on the ground talk about the development a little bit of his game His
1: work in the weight room has been important. You got to be stronger to, to do that. And then working with Jerry and working with you, he's worked on his ball handling, getting to the basket, making pull-ups off that so that now he's not just a shooter. If somebody pressures him, he can get by and he can get a shot. Um, That's, you know, his best game is mid-range game around there. He's really good in the mid-range game and that's really helped him. He can go even to one level further. I think getting in, Kind of into where he learns how to get the basket, learns how to pump, get people up, and foul him because he doesn't get to the foul line a lot. And I mean, he could be an easy 20-point a game scorer just getting to the foul line. You know, yeah. he, he's averaging 18 a game. He gets the foul line twice a game, so I mean, he could get there six or eight times. The best offensive player I've seen in our league and in college basketball was Chris Mullen. and he 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 shot 10 free throws every game, every game. I mean, he averaged 22, 3, 4 points. But he only made probably six field goals. I mean, he made 10 free throws yeah. every game. And once you learn how to do that, that really is helpful getting to the foul line. You know, you you got there. Jerry never was, a, he more was a shooter. He didn't get to the foul line a lot. And But that's the way you can be a better scorer to get to the foul line. And, and it also gets the other team a foul throw. We get in the bonus situations, stuff like that. So, next step.
0: Absolutely. Go ahead, yeah.
2: bud. Uh, I mean, like you said, I can, it's, it's encouraging to me because I, I feel like I can get a lot better just one good summer. I mean, working with you for the last five years, I've grown so much from eighth, ninth grade to where I am now. Uh, never even pictured myself being this type of player. I thought I'd be a role player here. me coming to Syracuse or school like this and just working with you every day playing one-on-one with you and Jimmy really helped me and one-on-one situations I feel like I can play make off those and and you know I can get a step further with going to the rim and going aggressive but just my my mid-range has gotten so much better my my mental my confidence obviously and working with Ryan Kabilis every day in the weight room I feel like I'm a much better athlete I still Uh, can improve on defense. I feel like I'm getting better. I'm moving better rotation. Rotations are better. And just, uh, it's encouraging to see the growth and knowing that uh, I can still go a long ways.
0: I want, I want to talk about GMAC a little bit, because like you said, and I heard uh, a few interviews, you spent the most time with him every single day, every season. And, you know, I was his teammate my freshman year. I got the chance to play with GMAC, same mindset, same mindset as me. He's the killer out there, right? He might not be talking as much as me, but he he definitely has that killer mindset. Tell me what Gmac has meant to you, and uh, you know how his mindset ha- has kind of rubbed off to you.
2: Yeah, I mean, just like you, Gmac's like a big brother for me. Um, we just if it's just hanging out, talking, and then you know working out, it's it's always great because we you know, we both, us three, we all want to work. We all want to get better. That's all we care about when we're in the gym is getting better and going as hard as we can. And he stresses every rep going at game speed. And that's something that I love because I want to get as much better as I can. I love spending time in the gym. I can be in there all day, but most importantly, I want to go game speed in every draw I do. And that's what we focus on. If if I'm not going game speed for a rep or two, he gets on me and he's going to let me know. And uh, he he always given me confidence, whatever it is, and uh, he's a legend. Obviously, uh, one of the best to come to Syracuse. So to be to have him in my corner, and you know, he's the first person to let me know if I make a defensive mistake or I'm not spacing the floor. He gets on me, and I always appreciate that because I know he's gonna hold me accountable and uh, tell me what I need to do better. So he's helped my game so much, and with your, with the ball, like you coming off screens, whatever it is, he's really helped me with angles and staying low, being strong. And uh, he's hes just a, you know, he's a basketball guy. He knows the game so well. And you learn from him every day.
0: Yeah, bro, bro. You know I mean, you're the hardest worker I, I've seen, bro, seriously. And then, so when you, I think the one thing that, you know, for me, it was like just that mindset because believing believe in yourself. And, see, and now that's, you're at, you're, you're at that level. And, and coach, I want to talk about mindset. To What type of mindset do you have to have? To be successful at this level, on this stage, in NCAA tournament, and when did you really see, all right, buddy has that mindset?
1: Well, you know, you got to be confident, and he's he's now very confident himself, and that's that's very important. And you got to have the skills. You know, you got to be able to do put the ball on the floor, make some plays. Um, and, And you know, he's worked hard to get there, and that's that's what he's done. I think our whole team has gotten a little better in in the offensive end in terms of you know, being more confident in what they're doing and looking for their shot. Joe Girard certainly much more confident now than he was early in the year. But I think our whole team's better offensively, and we're winning in this tournament because our offense is better. Our defense is good, but it's our offense has been really good. And to move forward, we're going to have to continue to play well on the offensive end, and that's going to be a big key for us moving forward.
0: Absolutely. Okay, so These are these are the fun questions right here. These are the good ones, all right? Who is the best athlete in the family? <laughs> might
2: be sissy. <laughs> might be it sissy. might be sissy. Might okay, be sneaky one for sure. Sneaky if she worked at it. She would have been. Yeah, if great. she would have worked. She'd have been great. But she just. She's was She was a
1: natural.
0: Yeah, for
2: sure.
0: Really? Okay, sissy. All right, biggest trash talker in the
1: family
2: him or jimmy for sure jimmy Jimmy might be jimmy Jimmy. might be he's ridiculous
1: jimmy's the biggest
2: even if he's bad at something he's gonna he's gonna let you know hands down jimmy yeah jimmy but where
0: does that come from him he's coming for sure sure. (laughs) i love it Okay. okay king of the court i'm gonna give you this scenario coach you're in your prime you could, it, it, you could be. Look, you could be when you were at the Scrant Miners. If you were felt you were better then, than when you were at Q's, you pick whatever one, and then Buddy, and then Jimmy. Who comes out on top? Who's coming
1: back home with that? With that win? They couldn't beat me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not okay. even pull. <laughs> <laughs> They can shoot it. They can shoot it better than me or whatever. But they couldn't. No. Not close. Hey, three is more than two. That's all that matters. I'm coming home. They wouldn't win. even get the ball back if we played. Keep it. Take it. Keep it. They wouldn't even get the ball back.
2: <laughs> <Make> <laughs> right, I'm going to let, <laughs> let him have that for now. That's just, that's just a moment to brag. So I'll give him that. <laughs> all right.
0: That's good. I'm, I, I think, I, I think it'd probably be either buddy or Jimmy, but I'm gonna let you live. Yeah, both. my guy, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This one's a good one right here. This is a tough one. Jerry McNamara. Buddy behind Andy Rollins. Who's winning that three-point shootout right there?
1: That's a tough one. If they're all in their prime, that's a tough one. That's, that's a, tough, a, one. That's that's a tough, tough one. That's a tough one. That's tough. A, that's, tough. A,
2: that's a tough one. Me and G-Max shoot every – we've been playing a, a swish game where you got first <laughs> to five swishes, and, and we'll, we'll share wins here and there. You, get up you the still st- got it.
1: Steph Curry has to make ten swishes from the free throw line to leave. Ten yeah. swishes in a row. Not Ten, ten.
0: swishes. Yeah, he the he's the greatest shooter of all time. Yeah, no yeah, doubt,
1: no doubt. I've watched him shoot with Clay Thompson. I've seen him make probably the best they did in around the. They go to like uh, I think they you know one two. They go to about six, at least six spots, and they shoot sixty. They make fifty eight or fifty nine out of sixty from the three. That's but amazing. I'm saying he's
0: doing it. Like, I know they're shooters. You got shooter stand still. He's doing an in and out, in and out crossover right into it. Like, you can't, yeah. dudes aren't doing that. He
1: does more that way. He's way the best shooter that way. There's some, Clay might be as good standstill still or better than, than Steph. I've seen, Steph, I've seen Clay beat him standstill still shooting quite a few times. But, you know, I've watched those guys shoot together. I don't know how many times we had them, but 20, 25 times probably. And uh, Clay wins the standstills. Steph makes impossible shots look easy impossible impossible (laughs) impossible
0: so this is a question for both of you guys uh talking about the game Saturday what do you guys have to do to beat Houston and what are some of the things coach and bud you really want to emphasize going into the game Saturday night
1: you know you don't change what you're doing we need to move the ball get good shots they're a really good defensive team so we're going to have to be real good executing executing stuff we got to play good defense Got to guard the three point line and they're a ferocious rebounding team, we've got to do something, we got to battle them on the boards and uh, you know, win the turnover battle. Uh, those will be keys. Yeah,
2: defensive rebounding, uh, limiting their shooters. Grimes is a really good shooter, good player. Sasser can shoot, and uh, it starts with defense and offense, just playing how we have moving, let Marek uh, make plays, uh, be a floor general for us, and just be aggressive, play with confidence, and um, just go out there and play, really.
0: Yeah, I want to I talk about Wreck a little bit. I mean, just what he's really meant to the team and meant to the program over these four years. Like, Because he's, he's a guy that is rare because he makes an impact without having to score the ball. You know, he, he's, a, he's a, essentially a point forward. He gets guys in their spots. He's You know, he's not so vocal, but he, he leads by play. Talk about Marek, you know, just in well, his whole career.
1: He's a kid on both ends of the court. He's a key in the middle defensively. Even though he's undersized, he knows what he has to do uh, in the middle. He's a key to our defense. When he, when he's moving and playing well, it really helps us. Offensively, we run a lot of stuff through him. Uh, he makes a lot of plays. Uh, he's really does a little bit of everything for us, and he's one of the more underrated players in the country. He he does a lot of winning things on the basketball court that. Get overlooked, and uh, but his teammates see it, coaches see it, uh, and he doesn't care who scores. And if he's hurt, he just keeps playing. It doesn't matter. He just he's going to play. He's going to play in the game. And uh, there, there's not many guys tougher uh, than he is in, in anywhere in college basketball.
0: Absolutely. Okay, finish these these sentences for me, coach. This one's for you first. Being able to coach my son has been
1: the greatest experience I've ever had. Yeah.
0: But playing for my dad is
2: a dream come true.
0: Okay, and this is for both. To win the NCAA National Championship, we have to coach.
1: Play even better. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: yeah. <laughs> but what do you think? Uh, take it one day at a time and focus on what's ahead of us.
0: Absolutely. Well, what do you think about this? One more. 2022 NBA draft. <laughs> the New York Knicks select. <laughs>
1: we'll see. We'll see. We'll see we don't get too far ahead of ourselves. We're focused. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. But, it, but it's pretty awesome, though. It's pretty awesome to
1: just worry about the NBA. You got to worry about college. Yeah. And then you can worry about the next level. We'll, we'll
0: get no there. question. It, it, it's been awesome just to see everything, though, like you know father son duo. i i was looking up the the greatest father son duos and um I, I couldn't see many of them ahead of you but um uh, i appreciate you guys coming on man and good luck saturday i know you've been doing a lot of these so i appreciate you um yeah and let's go let's get it done well thank yes, sir. you i already know right. we appreciate
1: you thank you